it's because I said the words, you're walking in the woods. And someone, someone in our group hadn't seen the Shia LaBeouf video. So we, sp- we did spend five minutes watching that. So that was ah, cool. I, don't, I haven't seen that either. You've not seen Walking in the Woods. Uh, there's no one around. Shia LaBeouf. You must have seen it. Uh, I've seen I've seen pictures of it. Now I've seen it. Yeah. Actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. Actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> I've not seen this. Incredible. All right. Well, just kidding me. <laughs> What the fuck is this? All right, I'm going to let you watch that afterwards. <laughs> Tells the true story of an actual cannibal, Shia LaBeouf. I've seen memes with, yeah. the, with the big heads of Shia LaBeouf. I had no idea what it's about. Oh, that's so funny. I thought, I thought that everyone knew what that was, but clearly not me. But yeah, that, that first bit where goes, you're walking in the woods. With Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, uh, there's no one around and there's snow on the ground. Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, oh, shall weird. we get <laughs> shall we get going then? Should, do you want me yeah. to intro? everyone and welcome to the dms book club a weekly DD podcast where we talk about some dungeon dragons and discuss how we would include it in our role-playing campaigns with me as ever is my co-host hamilton hamilton you look like you've got yeah, a quizzical look on your face as you're watching that video clearly <laughs> no i'm now i'm no i'm now reading the introduction of what we are going to be looking at and i was ah. trying to figure out what the words are in the gnomish text that's very it's all got no spaces in it which was very hard to read well yeah so today is a really interesting drop the intro there have we? Like... no 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 it's, i think it's good i think we should just get straight into it to be honest with you because today well what are we doing today hamilton what is our topic what are we doing we are looking at uh this is this is all from you so i'm i'm introducing your idea which is to look at a choose your own adventure from the Dragonlance solo quest series of catacombs books mm. things called Gnomes 100, Dragons 0. Actually, I should say it like, Gnomes 100, Dragons 0. As if it's, uh, <laughs> what was that? What was the thing on the telly when we were younger? On the telly? Oh, 50-50? Match well, of the was... day, the old match oh, of the days. Then... When it used to just be like, Leighton Orient 5, Crystal Palace 2. Do you know oh. what I mean? It used to go on for hours when it was just football scores. Oh, no. I was thinking that you're doing like the, um, oh, what's the call? What's it called? The, not the weather, the, not the, the, oh yeah, the, the the shipping forecast. There we go. For, I, yeah. You could see my my brain was like weather yeah. forecast, but at night for ships. That's what I was thinking. I was like, no night ships, night ships, <laughs> the night ships, the night ships. Like, yeah, no, it was just like oh, I, my granddad used to watch that, and it would just go on for literally go through every single game in every division, wow. even down to like English Southern Division Five, Aylesbury <laughs> Ducks fourteen. <laughs> you know, and it'd Whoa. be like stupid, it'd be stupid numbers for like these little league. Uh, teams. Mm. I'm sure the older English generation or listeners will come in and go, oh yes, I remember I that. Know. And <laughs> looking at you, crafty gobbo. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, so we're looking at yeah, the catacombs. So we've done one of the catacombs uh, playthroughs before. I did one for Halloween last year and it was quite fun. So yeah, this time I am putting you in the hot seat mm. uh, to play through this game. So yes, this is, yeah, as you said, Gnomes 100, Dragons 0 by James M. Ward and Jean Blashfield. It's quite an old one, I would say. It came out uh, 87. So it's old as I? Yeah, it's as old as you, my friend. Yeah, it's it's exciting. And I think yeah, you'll see what I mean by it's slightly different. I've asked you to get like a D12 ready and to make some notes as well. Yeah, because uh, it's quite exciting. So I'm just going to go ahead and read through the introduction for you. You are Rai, a recently promoted baker living on Sanskrit. You were a baker's apprentice for three long years, but yesterday the Baker's Guild declared that you had attained full bakerhood. Check me out. <laughs> You think it was your bread rolls that did it, but you can't be sure. No, I'm sure. (laughs) You spent the entire day yesterday looking for a job in town and found nothing. Every bakery was willing to settle for an apprentice baker to avoid paying the guild rates demanded for a full-fledged baker. Whilst drinking at a local inn, trying to sop up your disappointment, you heard what sounded like a chance of a lifetime. All right, can I stop you there? Mm. I've pictured my character now, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I became a baker during lockdown, like everyone did. Oh, yeah. I make a mean sourdough, like <sighs> everyone did. I've got a sourdough starter that I call Jeff, and okay. I've got a very hipster beard because yep, I'm yep. super hipster. I live in the Sanskrit version of Dalston. 
Yep. Yeah. I don't wear <laughs> socks with my shoes. Yeah. I'm wearing very high cut uh, ankle. What are they called? Like um, clam diggers or whatever they were called. They were called. Was it? Oh right. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like high trousers that don't go like ankle that above your ankles. Ankle grabbers. And also ankle. Yeah. That's the one. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that's the name. I was just... <laughs> and uh, then also wearing like um, braces over a 100%. shirt. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. With a bow tie. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. And You're... short sleeve shirt. You've got your brand on point for your baby. Yeah, I've got a brand of like slick back hair with yeah. a man bun. Yeah. And glasses that don't actually have a prescription. Yeah, there's no glass in them. There's just yeah. metal yeah, frames exactly, that you picked yeah. up from, yeah, from exactly. the blacksmiths. Absolutely. And they're circular. Incredible. What what a hero we have for this adventure. <laughs> <laughs> and Noam at the nearby table was talking. He said, just a few months, things will be really cooking around Mount Nevermind. You caught the word cooking and then managed to interpret the rest of the rapid gnomish speech. Being an enterprising young man and having heard all you needed to hear, you went over to them, bought drinks all round and started asking questions. The gnome said once you had managed to slow them down, that Mount Nevermind had a huge cavern filled with baking equipment and hundreds of gnomes had a life quest to develop the art of baking. The gnomes, glancing at each other, also added that they were certain that the baking gnomes would be happy to share their secrets with the human who would lead all the gnomes. Excitement rising in you at the thought of secrets that might make you one of the greatest bakers on Kryn, you pursued the conversation. You asked the gnomes when they were going back to Mount Nevermind, and they said they had to hurry because of the huge get-together coming in just a few months. The thought of leading the gnomes into baking for such a huge party made your eyes gleam with anticipation. Where can I sign up? You asked, and an important-looking gnome gave you a huge contract written in gnomish, which you quickly signed on the dotted line. And this is how you became the general of all the gnomish armies. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It tracks. For what was cooking at Mount Nevermind was the preparation for war. <laughs> the rest of Crin had been embattled. So, so we don't need the sourdough starter, <laughs> no, is what you're saying. <laughs> well, you might do by the end of this adventure. The rest of Crin had been embattled for many months in the struggle to prevent the Queen of Darkness and her evil dragons and draconians from taking over the land. Word had reached the gnomes in their volcanic fastness on the Isle of Sancris that an, a dragon army was coming, with evil dragons and hordes of horrid dragon-like reptiles called draconians coming to destroy the gnomes' homeland. The gnomes, of course, are inventors, not fighters. They consulted their histories and discovered that whenever dragons had come to Mount Nevermind before, a human had led the gnomes to victory. So they sent out their best gnomish, <laughs> gnomish recruiters to hire a human any human, and you are it. <laughs> Even if there was some way to get away from San Christ, it's really too late. Besides, the gnomes need your help. There's only 20 days left before the enemy is supposed to arrive. 20 days to explore the entire weird mountain that the gnomes have inhabited for thousands of years, to see what you can find that will be useful in the fight. Your thin body shivers at the fort. Also thin. <laughs> <laughs> So what do you think so far? Like, it sort of leads you in with the baking and hits you with war. I love it. No, I love it. It's great. That's perfect. Well, I did think, yeah, personally, I'd be like, he's very much an inferrer, isn't mm -hmm. he? He's heard the word cooking and he's very much, very self-involved sort of yes. character. I'm, I'm gaining from this that he assumes anytime anyone mentions cooking, he's like, oh, he probably jumps in with a with Does a Somebody with saying a sourdough starter. Yeah, yeah here's my sourdough starter. I'll carry it with me. Uh, <laughs> you can have some if you want. You can start your own with mine. It's a, it's a recipe I got from this bakery that I went to in the middle of nowhere in Italy by this mm -hmm. old lady who'd been had it in a generation's families. And it's better than any other thing because it actually starts with a little bit of lime zest, uh, which is what gives it that punch. A little yeah. bit of kick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you, they've already you had left. a picture, you had a portrait <laughs> done with the old lady with the who's lady, like, don't yeah. you to fuck off or something. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> basically telling you to back off and really what you've got is just the mud uh but anyway <laughs> i can see that rye then would be the sort of person that would uh unknowingly become the leader of the gnomes yeah it's it's one of those things where i think both of us could see is like oh no we're the adults in charge fuck mm. <laughs> so how to play you enter a world where gnomes have been working for centuries to build the perfect machines. <laughs> your knowledge of machines is limited to what you've learned using pots, pans, and ovens. Mm. Your purpose is to locate within Mount Nevermind all the machines and other items that might be useful in the battle against the dragons and draconians. After reading these instructions, turn to 8, section 8, and begin your adventures in the caverns of Mount Nevermind. As you enter each new chamber, study the picture and read the box introductory material, usually at the top of the page opposite the picture. 
From the illustration, you must decide whether you want to talk to or fight any creatures you see or examine other objects that catch your eye. If the object or creature you wish to examine isn't listed in the choices given in the text, it is of no use to you on your quest. Right, chill. <laughs> the choices you make from the illustrations direct you to other sections of the book. Be sure to keep track of the picture page you are on with the gnomish Mount Nevermind worksheet bookmark, uh, which you can find at the back of the thing. I mean, it's just you just make a note of which page you're on, I think. The sections in which you are sent explain what happens as a result of your choices. There is danger at every turn, but there are also vital clues along the way that will help you complete your quest. With lots of luck and even more common sense, you will be able to help the gnomes overcome the dragon armies. Okay, sounds exciting. You have 20 days in which to gather everything you can find that might be useful in stopping the invaded army dragon. Uh, dragon army, sorry. Usually, if you go into a chamber, you'll be spend 24 hours there. This takes into account inspecting various machines, talking with the gnomes and the creatures around you, eating and sleeping. There'll be times during your quest where you will accidentally, or on purpose, return to a certain area. If this happens, you'll only spend half a day, 12 hours. Keep a track of this time. If you return to a chamber to get something you left there or get information from things you didn't look at, it will only take half a day. If you arrive there and quickly leave again, use no time at all. Special conditions exist to give you more or less time in the game. The text will always tell you how much time to add or subtract in increments of 24 hours. When you are ready for the final battle or when your 20 days have run out, immediately turn to 82. So, yeah, there's a time limit. You can't just dilly-dally. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, realistically, depending if you went, you could only do... 20 rooms yeah you know uh or back and forth depending or less depending on what you were going back and forth as well oh no the main method you will use to travel to many different uh, chambers in mount nevermind is perhaps the prize gnomish invention the gnome flinger which you remember from our dragonlance it was uh, in the dragonlance game wasn't a book that we read yeah (laughs) Oh, so it's obviously quite famous in Dragonlance. Yeah, quite quite a thing, I think. Mounted in the centre of the main horn, central shaft of the volcano, it allows gnomes, or in brackets, you, uh, to be catapulted to places on the cliffs above. Of course, it doesn't always work properly, and that's what nets are for. (laughs) (laughs) You will learn more about the gnomish flinger when you turn to page eight. When you finish exploring a chamber, you can return to the gnome flinger by using one of the great natural wonders of Mount Nevermind. The whole ancient mountain is honeycombed with thousands of smooth volcanic vents which all open out onto the main hall at the centre of the mountain. That doesn't sound unsafe at all, does it? The fact that there's volcanic vents that all centre on the main hall. I think it's fine. I I think that's fine, right? I think it's fine. That's normal. It's like if you've seen any of those videos of the back rooms at all when there's always like... um, these people in hazmat suits going. We're just going to go down this slide. I'm sure nothing bad will happen. You just see them go, just yeah. <laughs> disappear off into the into the near distance. Exactly. Young gnomes who haven't begun their life quest spend hours every day sliding down these vents and then being flung to the cliffs above. You can enjoy the benefits of these vents also. When you pass through a particular chamber, you always assume you can easily find a vent that will slide you back to the gnome flinger. Of course, there are other ways to move around the mountain, never mind. Most of the chambers have one or more exits leading to other chambers by passageways. There must be other ways because the gnomish assistants assigned to you always seem to keep up with you, but you can't figure out how. So this uh, this comes up a little bit later, but you do have a band of gnomes with you that help you out. Oh, cool. At various points in your quest, you'll encounter enemies. In order to retrieve items for the final battle, sometimes you'll have to fight the enemies or convince them in other way to give you things. The combat system is a very simple give-or-take process. You try to strike the enemy, and if you succeed, determined by the roll or the die, you subtract life points from the enemy according to the weapon you use to do the damage, all found on the combat table in page 160. After you've attempted to strike the creature, it gets a chance to strike you. You roll the die for the creature, and if it hits you, you subtract points from your total. You decide because you have no real alternative to help these little people. Your first question is, if you're not the general of an army, where are the troops? The gnomes trot out 68 gnomes, all dressed in the odd assortment of armour and using the strangest weapon you ever saw. Your new army is deadly, all right, but the only way it will kill dragons is if the dragons laugh themselves to death. (laughs) When you ask if this is all the army they had, the head military gnome gets defensive, the most military thing he has done in decades, speaking slowly as if he thinks you are stupid. He says that there are hundreds of thousands of life quest projects being worked on in the mountain, and even an invasion of dragons, draconians, and human warriors could not stop this activity. Life quests, after all, are what being a gnome is all about. When the gnomes realise that you are really concerned about how to fight this battle, they tell you that the entire mountain is filled with powerful devices of war, each ready and uh, able to defeat the dragons. Now they're talking, you think. Yeah, here we go. But when you ask where these items are, literally none of the military gnomes know. Each has made a life quest about military fighting, but not fighting with military weapons. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) A twinge of worry begins to nag at you. Your task then is clear. All you have to do uh, is find as many of these military items as you can in 20 days provided. Then you think to ask, are gnomes the only living thing in Mount Nevermind? 
they look at each other, uh, consternation on their faces. Then they all talk at once. There's Cousin Nizzle's pet raccoon. There's a horse gnomonship life questers whose mounts have been put to pasture. There's hybrids that the biologists have developed. And yes, well, it seems that parts of the mountain would have a few monsters that have moved in. They might not like being disturbed. Now you really begin to worry. No problem, say the gnomes, and they trundled out the biggest, shiniest, most powerful suit of armor you've ever seen. Yeah. The gnomes carefully prepare a suit of, of steam-powered armor for your use. They help you get into it and show how to use it. You're amazed at its power it gives you. The armor multiplies even your puny strength and protects you at the same time. All suited up, you walk into the mountain for anything. It looks really cool if it's what's on the front cover. There's a really cool, yeah, very it... Warhammer-looking power fist like uh, claw thing proper big this armor as yeah. well and, and basically what happens in combat is that as you reach a successive hit it powers up the damage you do to the creature so that's pretty good so consecutive hits go from i think it's like five to seven to ten points of damage if you're using it but yes you do have six 68 faithful gnomes to help you and obey your every command you don't know how they do it but every time you enter a chamber no matter how you get there those 68 gnomes at least you assume they are the same ones are right behind you they won't help in combat because you are the leader uh, but they are the ones that are carefully carrying any items you find back to the holding area for the great battle you haven't the slightest idea how the gnomes make and use all the items they have you're not a technical person but you're a very bright young man Whenever the text tells you to try and figure out an item, you must use the Gnomish Machinery Figure Out chart on page 157. Just follow the instructions there and you will soon understand how the gnomes build what they build. Finally, there are three bookmarks attached to the back cover of this book. You have Rye the Baker, your character sheet, the Draconian, and the Gnomish Mount Nevermind worksheet. The first is your character sheet, Rye. Rye has 10 life points. 10 life uh, points. Yeah, pretty brutal, huh? When you reach zero life points, your quest is over. However, you may acquire more life points on your journey. Oh. Your steam-powered armor also has points of strength. It is designed to take damage before you do. So when the text tells you to take damage, subtract the points from the armor first, unless the text specifically states you lose life points. Okay. As long as the suit has points, it continues to function. When the suit's points uh, reach zero, it is useless and you must go on without it. Without the power armor, you are a very inefficient fighter. You are trained to beat dough, not the heads of dragon men. Unarmored, you hit on a roll of three or less and do only one point of damage. But with your armor, you hit on an eight or less with your fist or any other weapon and do a variety of damage. So yeah, it's a roll equal to or under with your D12. Oh dear. Yeah, exactly. The Draconian bookmark. So the Queen of Darkness's forces aren't so dumb. They've sent several of the demon draconics uh, Draconian, sorry, ahead to infiltrate Mount Nevermind to see what they can learn or use in defeating those numerous gnomish nuisances. So you use this bookmark to randomly determine where in the mountain you come across one of the Draconians and what will happen to you. So normally you would open a book anywhere and place the Draconian bookmark on that page and forget about it until you get to it. However, I have decided a random number between eight oh. and whatever the last one is, I think it's 152. And if you okay. get to that number, the Draconians will be there. So you have to oh. deal with them there when it comes Ooh, up. Exciting. You are about to explore Mount Nevermind for a noble purpose. You have a willing crew of 68 gnomes, gnomish warriors, ready to do everything, anything you ask, except be warriors. Should we name all of them? Uh, you can name all of them in your own time as a separate <laughs> podcast. Uh, you've got a great steam-powered armor that increases your strength and your ability to hit enemies, and you are ready. But as the gnomes lead you towards the main hall, you see a tiny green humanoid creature disappearing into the darkness. What's that? You shout. Oh, says the gnome, obviously embarrassed. That's just an imp. We don't know how they got into our mountain, but they seem to be multiplying like flies and are everywhere. They're just usually mischievous, but they could be a problem. Great. It's bad enough that I have to fight a, a dragon army in 20 days. Now I've got to worry about imps too. Well, we'll take care of them as they come along. Is there anything else I should know? Well, says the oldest, there are numerous tunnels, especially in the lower areas, that the gnomes don't use anymore. Sometimes they become the home to possibly dangerous monsters. Monsters, you shout. All the gnomes look at you, very sad and respectful. You'll never hear the whole story if you don't let them finish. I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, it seems that there are some monsters in some of the abandoned areas. A gnome can easily spot the entrances to such places and avoid them. You see, the monsters uh, usually just roam around their own areas and eat each other. It's only sometimes they come out and eat gnomes. But we do have a committee looking into the problem. <laughs> so there is a, a dangerous monsters and there are imps to deal with, but that's all. 
he stands as tall as he can, gives you a kind of salute and says, we gnomes know you won't have any trouble with these minor problems. Shall we get started? They take you by the hand and lead you towards the gnome flinger. Let's go. Turn to page eight and begin your quest. I've done a lot of reading out. Do you want to read uh, number eight for me? Okay. So I eye the gnome flinger suspiciously. It doesn't look like anything I want to have any part of, but I glance again at the cliff with all its strangely shaped entryways and I can feel my curiosity overcoming my caution. There's a small knock on the leg of my armour. I look down to see a gnome calling himself Trompsh. Oh, they've named him already. Perfect. Standing there <laughs> impatiently at my side. Well, he says, <laughs> his voice oozing doubt as to your ability to handle the gnome's problems and whether I even have the courage to be flung through the air to somewhere up on the cliff. Yes, the gnomes of Mount Never and I need help. Never mind the fact that I've never done anything but work in a bakery. Never mind the fact that even the smallest draconian soldier might outweigh me by a hundred pounds. And never mind that I know nothing about military martyrs. The gnomes are looking at me for help. And by Reox, I'm going to damn well try. Yeah. Hoping to see something that will help me make my mind up, I climb onto the earthen platform bearing the gnome steam-powered lift system, the gnome flinger. A gnarled, muscular, leathern apron-clad gnome introduces himself as Gnomesh the Flinger Boss. He thrusts <laughs> you toward a reclining seat, saying, First trip, hmm? Nothing, nothing at all to worry about. This is the fastest and most reliably tested nook today. Wherever in the mountain, never mind. It was built by great, 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 great. I'm going to find a branch and my family and life person. We make it better and better all the time. <laughs> I go, okay. Um, I stir restlessly <laughs> under his barrage words. Every time one of the gnomes talks to me, I hope I'll be able to understand them, but it doesn't seem to happen. <laughs> By my side, Gnomesh, at least you understand that much, still talks while he pushes me into the gnome flinger seat. I'm about to resign myself to whatever the gnomes have in store when I shout, Stop! Gnomesh and the other Gnomesh, who have been twisting dials, checking steam valves, and shoveling coal, stop what they're doing and stare at me, open mouth, incredulity on their faces. I'm sorry, I say, surprised at the anguish in my voice, but... I'm going to go through Mount Nevermind and find the things I will help you and me beat the Dragon Army. I have got to understand what you're saying. Please <laughs> talk slowly whenever you say anything to me. The gnome's looks change to ones of pity and dismay. The coal shoveler chuckles under his breath and I think I catch the murmured words Poor fellow, he'll be on ten pals. He doesn't even have brains for it. But oh, uh, we can't send him anyway. Now I wouldn't be too kind to let him know we realize how weak minded he is. <laughs> <laughs> Don't gently pats my head, saying loudly as if I was deaf, "I will do that, young man, and I will remind everyone else to talk slowly too." He makes a gesture towards a less muscular gnome while well, working on the gnome flinger. He's also younger, I see, and he turns towards me and raises an eyebrow questioning. Get along with it, Kent! And the flicker boss orders. <laughs> I watch as young Knetched gathers a number of brightly coloured flags and begins making broad gestures in the air with them. Suddenly, a loud whistle sounds. I can't do that. <laughs> and I see Gnomish heads popping up from many openings in the rock in front of me. They all watch Knetched's signal, which quickly become faster than the eye can see flips and twirls. I'm afraid that Knetch will twist himself into a pretzel if he keeps this up for long. <laughs> However, finally, once more turning his head and giving me a look of pity combined with impatience, he slows down the motions of the flags almost to a stop. The gnomes on the cliff all look at me, shrug their shoulders, and duck back into the cliff omings. The fart-talking family is using new systems to send messages. Everyone now knows to speak slowly, announces Gumsh. Thank you, <laughs> tiny voice. I sit in the gnome flinger, not liking anything I see, as the gnomes <laughs> around me explain that I am indeed seeing what I'm seeing. Before you are five levels of the cliff, there are also two chambers that you can easily walk to without being flung. I seriously consider getting out of the gnome flinger and going towards one of the areas within walking distance, but I politely wait until the gnomes are done explaining and I get a fairly good idea of what every entrance on the cliff face means to the gnomes. I see now a picture of all shapes as if it's a child's toy where yes. you have like cut out shapes and push them into shapes. Ones with crows, a hand, a skull, a, yeah. a bat, a tree, a knife, 
clubs, uh, diamonds, all, all those sorts. sorts of things. Yeah, and there's five levels of it. And then there's, uh, they say you, there's also a place you can go to and within a walking distance as well. Closer I get to the time of the Dragon Army's invasion, the harder it is for the gnomes to concentrate on their flinging. The chart above shows me how successful I will be for each fling, depending on how many days they are. So each time you wish to be flung, generate a number between 1 and 12, and then read the chart. If you get the number you need to or higher, then go to the page number of the chamber you want to reach. If you get less than the number you need, you miss your target and go one level lower and one entrance to the right at any points you acquire whilst on your quest or so. We're on day one just now. So if you, you can see on the right hand side, there's like a list of all the places you could go. If you pick somewhere mm. and you rolled a six, you would go to that place easily. But if you rolled, uh, say, a four, because mm -hmm. it's the range between five and 12, you would have to go one level down and then what does it say? One, uh, one entrance to the right. If you aim for the far right of the cliff and miss, you'll be flung to the left hand side one level down. So yeah, so it basically you're not going to be just, you will end up somewhere, I think is the answer. You don't end off flying off the edge of the cliff. Yeah, and the, and the days on the chart are measured by in whole days. If you're at nine and a half days in quest, just read the nine day column. So yeah, because obviously you know depending on yeah. what you're using, etc. Annoyingly, no, when they've printed this, it doesn't actually align. So whoever's done the formatting for this book in the '80s has not aligned the charts very. Oh, I know it's gr it's oh, it's so frustrating, Grim. isn't it? The information I receive about these caverns is sketchy at best. I'm only able to get hints about the places because the gnomes tend to be very clannish, even in the mountain, and don't really get round to much. Looking over the possible areas, I'm going to select one, tell the gnomes, and then close my eyes and hope for the best. Mm -hmm. And then I'll be flung. All right. All I've got here is a list of two, uh, four, eight, 16, uh, 20, 24. And is that it? 22, I think 20... you've got, just checking myself, 5, 10, 15, oh, 26, no. I think. Oh, oh, yeah. So that's five. So that's four, five, five, yeah, five, 10, 15. Oh, yeah, 19, 23, 24, 20, 24. 20, 24, 25, 25. Okay, 25, yes. Yeah. yeah 25 right. areas you could go. <laughs> 25, okay, I was close. <laughs> you were close, you were close. Yeah, we both okay, were close. We both areas. can't count at this. Like, yeah. but they've all got names like the nest, the cold, the bottle, the plant. Mm -hmm. So um, the bakery feels like it wants me to go there, but mm. I don't like the idea. Okay, that seems too obvious. You don't, you don't want to be stereotyped. You don't want to be... Yeah, exactly. into or something. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a hipster and I uh, I'm gonna go back into Rye's past. What would Rye mm. once knew someone called Tesla? Uh yes. <laughs> Nikolai Tesla. Oh, yes. Not not and uh and with that thinks he knew something that was interesting about magnets, so he's gonna go for the magnet. Ooh. Uh which is it's the second, so highest. second highest level. So it's day one. You need to get between a four and twelve is what you need. On D12. On a D12. I got a six. Nice. You make it to magnet. That's to the magnet. A, so that is 94. So the clanks and clatters of a whole room full of gnomes working on metal strikes your ears as you enter the chamber. But the floor is cleaner than in most parts of ne Mount Nevermind because of all the mechanic clutter has been gathered by magic uh, to a huge horseshoe-shaped object hanging from the ceiling. Whoops. There, on top of the horseshoe, is another imp. It appears to be of no immediate danger to you since it's so far away, but you've already had some bad experiences with imp. Well, sure, okay. Uh, um, yeah, well, your backstory. Just, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, on the other hand, uh, some have left you alone. If you think you'd better go over and deal with the imp before you explore the chamber, turn to page 137H. However, if you think it's safe to ignore the malicious little creature, go ahead and begin exploring. When you are free to explore this chamber, which could be now, you can may investigate either the gnomes at the centre front, the big device on the right, the tunnel at the back, the huge magnet, the crystal door, the gnome working on the left, or the slide. Oh, there is a picture. If you go to the next page along, you can see a picture of the magnet. Oh, wow. So yeah. cool. The artwork is amazing. Yeah. I love it. So yeah, it's basically a big old-fashioned magnet sitting on top of it is an imp and a bunch of uh, gnomes working on some sort of engines, it looks like. Looks like sort of engines, and then maybe they're throwing up the items to the things and yet at the back there is a tunnel uh, there's a crystal door to the left as well it looks like it's got some sort of lightning bolt on it and then randomly there is a big slide that goes down into the, the into the ground yeah i don't think on my first attempt it, i don't think rye is quite ready to fight he's not mm -hmm. he's not sure of himself mm -hmm. and this is his first go at it he's a little bit you know a bit bedraggled you know a bit you know 
been flung through the air on his first oh. trip on this thing. Yeah. <laughs> Lands there. I think he's going to see if he can... They said they were mischievous, maybe not so much of a problem, so I'm going to ignore it. Okay. I think he... He likes to talk to people, mm-hmm. but he likes a crystal door. Crystal door. I, I think we're going to talk at, to the gnome at centre front. Centre front. 54, 54i. Yeah. The gnome sitting on the floor working on a smallish machine introduced himself as the magnate, or the leader <laughs> of the gnomes whose life quests are magnetism. He tells you that if you want to do anything useful in this chamber, you're going to have to take off your power armour. Otherwise, you'll be trapped here forever by the vicious magnetism in the chamber. Then how do you manage to work in here with metal tools? The rock is part of Mount Nevermind. It's all made of a mineral we call reoxic. If we mine it, we can get a metal from it called, oh Lord, agnomium. Uh, Though some of our fellows in another part of the mountain insist we call it agnomium. Agnominium. Agnominium, silly creatures. <laughs> anyway. I think you'll find agnominium is the correct terminology. I weirdly think that's the correct term as well. Anyway, for some reason, it doesn't get attracted to that thing up there. You thank the magnate for his advice. If you're reluctant to shed your power armor, you can leave the chamber and return to uh, section eight. If you're willing a chance uh, or have already lost your armor, you may return to exploring 94. Do you still have your armor on you? I still have my armor, but I can take it off and keep going to 94. I think Rai is there's the, there's the imp there. He's looking at the imp. He's mm. looking at the magnet. Mm. Magnet looks like it would be really useful. Mm. That's true. It could be really useful. There are metallic dragons. He knows this, but he thinks they're the good ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> As in, like in Dragon Lance. So he's <laughs> like, um, he's conflicted. Mm-hmm. Uh, does he want to take the power armor off? All right, I'm going to take the power armor off. Ooh, okay. So make a note of that then. All right, so you can investigate. Uh, there's the big device on the right, the tunnel at the back, huge magnet, crystal door, gnome working on the left, or the slide. I'm going to look at the big device on the right. All right, that's 67H. The gnome standing at the big machine leans down and peers under it. He runs his hand over the oddly shaped parts, turns whatever he finds to turn, and finally just gives a mighty sigh. When you approach it, you approach, you realise he must be considerably younger than the other gnomes in the chamber. When you go to him and introduce yourself, he perks up immediately, excited of more the famous fighter who's going to help Mount Nevermind. I must admit, he says, looking askance at and oh, askance and you slander. Nay. At, I think it probably means at. Oh, at. Okay, I was like, it's missing speech marks. That's what it is, isn't it? Askance. And you slander. Nay, puny build without the power amount. You don't look quite um, qualified for the job. Ignoring his doubts, uh, you ask about the machine. He confesses that he doesn't know what it is. It was left to him as a life quest by his father, who never took the time to explain what he did. Turn to the gnomish machine figure out chart on page 157. If you succeed in reaching D, turn to... Uh, 18G. If you fail, turn to 74A. Oh, okay. It's a page. Okay. Okay. Right. Oh my gosh. Hi. Yes. A uh, quick note from me here because we don't actually describe visually what the gnomish machinery figuring out chart is. Essentially, it is a flow chart with boxes almost like a spider web going down. There are sort of four main boxes that you need to get when you're figuring out the chart, A, B, C, and D. And those are all in a straight line down. But jumping off at various points, there are other boxes, E, F, G, H, or I, J, K, L. And essentially, to get to the box you want to do, you have to roll a D12, and lower numbers are better, because that's going to ideally get you down the straightest part, so A, B, C, or D. But if you roll higher numbers, some of them could be good, in the sense of that it gets you a positive benefit, to the machine you're working it out, or a negative benefit. So if you're rolling really high, you're probably going to get a negative benefit. So if you hear us referring to different letter tables, that's what it's sort of referring to. So essentially, we need to get A, B, C, or D when we're working out machines. E, F, G, or H are something positive, but they're not what we need for figuring out the machine. And then I, J, K, or L, there are some bad things that happen as we're trying to figure out the machine. The other thing to note as well, as I'm reading this now, is that if we're trying to figure out something and we reach a successive letter, 
So if we wanted to try and work out A, but we reach B, C or D, we just done an extra amount of figuring out. And so we do succeed. Don't panic, I will read you out. So this is a simple method for determining if you can figure out the machine you have discovered. Gnomish things have levers, wheels, buttons, pulleys, inclined planes, steam pipes, gears and other types of switches. Because of this bewildering array of items, it takes some time for even a gnome to start and operate one of these machines. For example, as the text stop says you must reach A on this chart, you must begin at the top of the chart and roll the dice. If you roll between a 1 and 8, you successfully figure out the item. By rolling, you're actually pulling levers, pushing buttons, and carefully just examining the dice. If you roll a 9 to 10 or 11 or 12, you continue along that chart in different directions until you reach a conclusion or decide that you are unable to figure out the device. Okay. If you roll a 9 when trying to reach A, then you haven't figured it out, but the device is still operating in a way that you should gain some benefit. When the chart takes you to E, F, G, or H, the machine you're trying to figure out has helped you, even though you haven't figured out what it is yet. When this happens, you immediately go to the beneficial random effects table on 159 and read the next effect. On the other hand, if you roll an 11 whilst trying to reach A, you haven't figured it out yet, and the device causes some harmful effect. So I need to reach D. So if I roll under an 8, I get to A. Under a 7, I get to B. And under a 6, then the next time it goes mm. to C, and then I need to keep rolling low. And if I just keep rolling and get to D, I'm fine. Yes. However, if I get a 9 to 10, I move on to, I get these beneficials. Or if I get 11 to 12, I get a negative effect, basically, is what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I need to roll low every time I roll. The lower you get, the better. All right. So shall I make my first roll? Yeah, make your first start? roll. See if we see where we get to. Oh, I rolled a nine. Hey, you're on the right beneficial. track. So you're on E. Just I now. go to the beneficial random effects table. So. That's right. Yes. Sometimes numerous devices features a mountain spin automatically activate. Da, da, da. When you are instructed to do so, mark the page you are reading and turn to this table to discover what beneficial things happen to you. Begin at the top of the list and check off each item. If you finish all 20, begin the top of the list again. So, from a hidden volcanic vent near you, an oily mist jets out and strikes your armour. This mist restores, or adds, two hit points to your steam generator. Okay, but I'm not wearing my armour. Do I get it still? <laughs> um, I would say, sure. You get, you, you oh, it get... strikes my armour, doesn't it? My armour probably is on the side, but it strikes yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, hey. armour gets... So what's my armour got at the moment? Uh, the moment, what's... It says on the thing, steam power armor points, I believe is 40. 40? I think so. Let me double check. Wow. And I took it off. <laughs> Whoops. You start off with 10 life points. Uh, your steam power armor also has points of strength. It's designed to take damage before you do. But it doesn't say what it starts with. How many with. does it? It doesn't, say, it doesn't say anywhere. It doesn't say what your starting armor is. Yeah. I, I would assume that you would start at 40. Okay. So I've got 42 now. Yeah, forty-two points. Nice. Okay, fine. All right, now I need to roll again then to see. So I'm. Yeah, so you're on the right track. I don't want to get eleven or twelve. Ten, getting the hang of it. I get another beneficial. Yeah, nice. So the next one you get is for the first time you notice a strange lever on your armor. You pull it and your suit begins to shiver. In just a minute, it has repaired all the damage it has previously taken. Not believing your luck, you go to readjust the lever and it falls off. You will not be able to do this again. Oh, well, that's useful. (laughs) Thanks. Okay, still, still, I'm not going. I'm not going bad. Low, 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 low. Oh, damn it! Go to K. Go to K. It's got. It's getting hotter. It's a bad thing. Oh no! Oh no! Uh, Your armor malfunctions. You fail to strike successfully for your next two combat turns. (laughs) Two turns, no hit. Oh no! I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. I want to get this. Okay. A one. Oh, one down to B. Excellent. Okay. That's fine. You That's fine. Anything. I'll just keep rolling. Keep rolling. So, oh no, it's getting hotter. Oh, Damn no. it. Oh no, a, a chunk of ceiling falls down upon you, doing two points of damage. So you're not wearing your armor. eight life points now. Yep. God damn it. <laughs> okay, come on, come on. I want to get this though. One to right. six. One to six for the getting to C. It's a nine. Oh, which is a positive. Okay, it's a positive. Go to G. G. It seems um, easier. If you've not received life point damage, ignore this item and choose the next one. If you have received damage, your armor, if sensing your condition, reveals a small hidden compartment with a small vial. It's obviously meant for drinking, and you, so you do so. It gives you an extra five extra life points. Oh, so I'm up now to 13, 13 life points. Yes. Yeah, see? This is, this is, this is wild. This, this is, is a wild ride. What's going on? One to six. Come on, one to six. One to six. One to six. 
Yep. A 10. Oh, it's still a good thing. You think you know what you're doing. Uh, luck is with you. The next time you need to generate a number, that number will automatically be whatever you need for a beneficial result. Which means I'm going to choose one and I get to D. Hooray. Yay. If you succeed in reaching D, turn to 18G. You study the thing and the way it sits on the floor and it suddenly dawns on you. Flicking a few switches here and there, you start the big machine making the big bars of pure agnonium from the core in the floor. The young gnome is ecstatic to have a functioning machine and the others are delighted to get some more metal to make non-magic stuff from. But you get nothing from the whole episode. (laughs) except an insult to your build that you soon won't forget. If it makes you leave the chamber, you can don your armour again and go back to eight. If not, keep looking around, return to 94. Well, I'm not one to just give up now. I've gone through all this. I'm like, I've got slightly more hit points. Only just, though, by taking some damage. I'm going to go speak to the gnome working at the left now. I'm like, okay, that gnome was a waste of time. I'm going to go to the other one, which is 97G. 97G. When you reach the gnome on the floor near the crystal door, he bounces up, up and down in sheer frustrated anger. Dagnabbit! What What are you doing? I'm not succeeding at what I'm trying to do right now. What, what are you... Well, what are you trying to do? I've been working on a magnetic ray that will shoot out of this here thing and the damage that anything that's metal. It seems like a worthy thing to me. But all I get is some sort of repulsive field that makes anything metal bounce off it. He gives an, a mighty dejected shrug and says, Guess I'll have to start over. But you have a better idea. If the machine really works, as he says, you could use it in the final battle to make metal projectiles bounce away from you. Because the gnome is so disappointed with his project, he gives you the device. It will add five points to your defence at the time of the final battle. Happily, you begin looking around again. Turn to 94. Five points to defence. Nice Final battle. Right, I'm having that. Having that. What are you thinking? I think I've come away with a win. (laughs) I'm going to put my armour back on. And you've got the tunnel at the back, huge magnet. Uh, well, I can't imp- go to the. I can't do any more exploring if I put my armor back on. My yeah. armor, can't I? There's, I a, to... there's a slide. There is a slide. I think I'll try the slide. All right. Because I think that flinger was a bit hardcore. Let's see where <laughs> this one takes me. All right, 142B. Oh, well, you ask one of the gnomes about the slide that goes down through the hole in the floor. He just replies that there's a slide for kids, and he's never had time to see where it goes. Not much help. If you want to go down and see what happens, turn to uh, 145J, otherwise return to 94. Yeah, I really don't want to go on the flinger, so I'm going down the slide. (laughs) You perch uh, your bottom on the slide, trying to hold onto your oversized armour and then let go. You sail beautifully until you find yourself dumped at number 40. Ooh, where am I? Oh dear. Instead of arriving in a new chamber in a normal fashion, oh, by the way, because you've moved chambers, you've spent 24 hours. Just so that you know. is one day. That's one day. Uh, you find yourself sliding <laughs> exorbitantly, oh, can't say the word, down into a rectangular box and it's moving. You then realize you've landed on an open car of a train under the control of a gnome engineer who is obviously very happy in his work. You sit back, relaxing, enjoying what might have been a very pleasant alternative to the gnome flinger. The engineer stops, looks back at you and says, well, do you want to stay or do you stay on or not? It's certainly the best ride you've found so far, especially since this is the first ride you've found. If you want to stay on the vehicle, see where it goes, choose one of the four knobs you find in the car that you're in. If you'd rather not, you tell the driver so and he lets you off where you can easily get back to eight, although he isn't very happy about losing a customer. So the four knobs or four levers, I guess, that you can pull are a magical glowing orb, a red hot lava chunk, little air blast tube or a miniature dragon lance because of this unusual speedy nature of the train you don't use up any time at all going to place to place so don't subtract any time when you're using this mode of transport so this is like a freebie yeah i found a secret 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 train we're doing the dragon lance i gotta click the dragon lance haven't i you gotta go he's a bit of a he's a hipster but he likes he see he knows dragon lances oh they make a killing on ebay if i can find a really fancy one so Mm. i'm gonna gonna see what happens there (laughs) and there's dragon lance all right 137j is what you the engineer tells you to be very quiet as you reach a large field with an obviously ancient gold dragon lying asleep in the cool air 
If you want to get off here, turn to 104G. If you'd rather not, pull another knob. No, I'm definitely going here. This is this is happening. This this, this is, is it. happening. I've seen a gold dragon. <gasps> You're standing by a venerable old dragon when it stirs and opens one roomy eye. Is it time to fight the dragons yet, Lord Huma? Huh? You've heard of Huma, of course, but why is this dragon confusing you with him? After all, Huma is a mighty warrior of history. But if you say no, it might might it not attack? The dragon is getting restless from a lack of response from you. You must answer something immediately. Yes. 79. Or no. yeah, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yes. 79i. When you say yes, a fiery light of battle comes into the dragon's eye. He rises constantly and flexes his great wings and says, Let's go. This dragon will be waiting for you in the weapon storage area, though you might need to wake him up again, and destroys all red dragons that partake in the final battle. Return to the train and pull another knob. Yes! I have a dragon! <laughs> nice da -da -da. work. All right, magical glowing orb, red hot lava chunk, or little air blast tube. Mm. I don't trust magic. <laughs> so I'm going to go for red hot lava chunk. Of course you do. Because I like the red hot chili peppers. <laughs> right, right, right. And I'm on a roller coaster, so it 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 seems like it's meant to be. 116B. The train pulls to a stop by a clearing where you can see a number of rocking chairs mounted to sledge-like devices. If you want to get off here, turn to 105B. Or if you would rather go on, go pull another knob. <laughs> well, I've turned here. I've turned up here, so I'm definitely going here, 100%. Going here. Yeah. The chairs have a funny arrow-shaped things on them, but you don't see why. Turn to the gnomish figuring out chart and 157. If you succeed in reaching C on the chart, turn to 154G. If you fail, 122C. Okay, I'll try and do this quickly. Got to get to just C this time. It's a lot less. 10. I get a good thing. Some unknown function of your armor kicks in, and in your next battle, you do double the normal damage. <sighs> Unfortunately for you, you can't figure out how to make this happen all the time. So I... Fail my first two hits, but then once I do hit, I do double damage. So that's good. Okay. All right. Next one. Four straight to A. Yep. And then roll again. Seven to you B. You get to B. Yep. So Just there you go. Under a six. Under a six. And then you need it under a six to get to C. Ten. I get a beneficial. It is. A strange gnome arrives, sent by the gnomish high committee to guide you for the day. In your next chamber, this gnome prevents you from doing anything harmful. If harm does happen to you, treat it as if you hadn't made that choice and continue playing. Free unharm. Get out of gnome free card. I just need to get under... Get under six, yeah. It's under six again. Four. Ah, oh, you've done it. <laughs> you've voiced it out, so you go to 154G. Realising that the odd devices are rocket-powered rocking chairs, you sit down in one. Roll the die. If you get one to ten, turn to 152D. If you get 11 or 12, turn to 100 and B. An 8. An 8. So yeah, 152D, please. The engines flare and you immediately discover that by turning a mechanism on the side, you can direct the flying chair to any chamber in Mount Nevermind that you want to go to by flipping the pages of this book. Once you get off, however, the chair will fly back to the place. If you come back to this uh, area, you will always use the figure out chart again before using the chair. It seems that each one is made differently. Ooh, it's very cool. So if we go back to eight just now. So you went to the, the, the magnet place, but you can go to any of these places. Any of these places, no matter what. Yes, so you don't, don't have to roll, roll for it. it. Cool, okay. What one do I want to go to? Back to the list. I think I want to go to the highest levels because they're the hardest to get to. Mm -hmm. So I should use this to get to a good one. Mm -hmm. I'm concerned about the nest. I bet <laughs> there's a huge bird there. But the bottle, the coal, the bottle, the plant. I think mm. I'm going to go for the the, ooh, the plant. The... What? Actually, screw it. I'm going to go for the nest. <laughs> <laughs> to the nest, easy enough. 22. 122. You know there's something important going on right in front of you, but you can't seem to pull your eyes away from the drop at your feet. Uh -oh. You find yourself on a ledge with nothing but open spaces below you. Wherever you are, you aren't inside Mount Nevermind anymore, and your heart drops down the mountainside. 
Then a small shrill squeak manages to drag your attention from infinity to the broad ledge beside you. There you see a huge feathered griffin devouring an imp. Well, you won't have to worry about an imp in this place. <laughs> Not that you did before. Um, you study the huge eagle-headed flying lion and remember the tales you've heard about such beasts. This one is clearly a mother. Oh, no, griffin, sorry. Griffin. Yeah. yeah. Busy brooding over her eggs, as well as all the many odd things she's used in making her nest. You know, she's probably intelligent and is able to speak to you. But will you speak or will you just tiptoe quietly out that door you see in the wall ahead of you? Uh, and you can see if you go over to, uh, if you go one page over, you can see the the, the griffin eating the imp. Uh, it's massive. It's really big. So I would say you're not necessarily free to explore the nest because she's there, but no. you've got, you can even speak to her. I'm going to speak. You're going to speak? 46. I'm feeling confident. I just got a dragon on my side. So I'm thinking, can you're I just, get... You're just collecting... Collecting animals to, to help in the fight. Not knowing what to say, your eyes caught by the gnome-guided flying machine in the sky, and suddenly the question pops out. Are you teaching the gnomes to fly? A strange noise comes from the beast. A laugh, you guess, but you've never heard a griffin laugh before. No, no, the gnomes won't be taught anything. They have to learn it for themselves as part of their life quests. Silly business, if you ask me. There should be raising children. We have a kind of lend-lease agreement. Capitalism. I lend them the cliffs around here to fly from, and they lease me whatever I happen to find that will be helpful from my nest. As you can see... She says proudly, I have quite a collection of gnomish items. They make grand nesting materials. However, uh, she ouches her eggs sadly. I've been having a little trouble keeping the litter warm. I'm afraid I might lose them. I think it means touches her eggs. Ouches her oh, eggs. Oh yeah, it probably is touches, right? Ouches her eggs. <laughs> ouches her eggs. <laughs> Honestly, the, the typos in this... Um, typos are bad, right? You wonder if there's some way you can help her. Roll the dice. Either uh, 1 to 6, you turn to 112k. If you get 7 to 12, uh, you go to 63f. 3. Uh, 112k. As you stare at the crowded nest and think what it will take to make the eggs hatch, though your business has always been to make them, to make them bake properly, you get an idea. Madam Griffin, your troubles are over. <laughs> I'll talk to the gnomes and get them to extend their steam pipes out to your nest They'll warm the ends from beneath, and everything should be just fine. She flutters her great wings excitedly and clutches her, her egg to her feathered chest, cooing. Just hang in there, my sweet baby. Mama will get you hatch as soon as she can. This nice young man has promised to help. And then she turns to you and says, Why don't you take a few minutes to see if there's anything in my nest you would like to have in return for your help? You thank her and turn to page 122. Nice work. You have a big capsule to the left, a lone instrument below the capsule, a glowing horseshoe magnet, other items in the nest, or a flying machine. I think I'm just going to go for the flying machine. It's obvious. I think the, oh, but the long instrument below a capsule could be a dragon lance. Ooh, it could be. I'm going to go with the, the long instrument. <laughs> the long instrument, so 148A. You pick up a long device, part of which is a pipe you can see into. When you hold it up for the griffin to see, she just shakes her head. Turn to the gnomish machine oh. figuring out, chart. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get to D this time. Got to get to D. Yeah. All right, absolutely. I'll do this. I'll try and do this as quickly as I can, all right? Yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah. Roll the first one. To A. Got a two. Nice. A one. Oh, to B. Oh, come on. What a three. To C. Oh, no way. Come on. You're getting good at this. Come on. A nine. Uh, it's a positive. During your next imp encounter, you hear a soft chuckling sound, and for some reason, you win the encounter without ever touching the imp. Turn to the winning section of the test for text for that encounter. Cool. Right. You're making a note of all those things. That, yeah. You've got, you've got a lot coming up, and you've not had a battle yet, so that's pretty good. A six. Oh, start over. <gasps> no. I did so well. You were doing so well. All right, start to the back of the shot. Oh. Go on. You rolled a top. It looks bad. Okay. Uh, 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 uh. Next time you face it, it turns into a huge monster. You suspect it is an illusion, but you can't be sure. In this imp fight, the imp has twice its life points and does twice the damage. Well, you do have those other two. Yeah, two go, three goes. Cancels out a little bit. So so. cancels out. All right, come on then. Four. Okay, A. A, okay. Eleven. Oh, no. Oh, no. 
a small but important part falls off your armor and you don't know where it came from. But you can feel the difference in operation. Your armor now does one less point of damage in all your upcoming battles. Fuck. Nice one damage. That is bad. That's oh bad. dear. That's bad. I'm going to keep going. going to keep going. Keep going. Eight. It's a good thing. Eight is a good thing. F. Yes, absolutely. Uh, good thing. Do, 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 do. The Gnomish High Committee of Good Neighborly Relations sends you a huge supply of unusually well-prepared food. Being hungry, you eat it and discover that the food adds five life points to your score. 18 I've got now. Awesome. Nice. Okay. Oh, thank God. All right. Come on. Five. B. Yep. Ten. A good thing. Uh, during your next battle, some uh, some type of strange aiming device pops out of the arm of your armor. Gives you a bonus of two points whilst trying to make a successful hit. This device works through one entire battle when it falls off at the end or when the battle is done. Okay. I've got a lot of things on my notes here. I know. I was going to say, you're going to have to remember all these things. <laughs> I hope I hope it's like, it doesn't like, after five things, you must finish or something. Like, I don't know. So you're on oh, no. G just now, right? A, ba- a bad one. Go to oh, L. Go to L? Oh, dear. Oh, dear. A volcanic vent uh, emits a green mist that covers your body and causes you to choke and cough. In your next battle, you'll strike at a minus one point. So I've got plus two, but I've got minus one. So it's a plus one now. Okay, fine. So I've got plus one still. All right, I've got to just get under five. Come on. And then I'm done. Otherwise, I start, well, you I'm start over again. Yeah. I'm just going to give up. It's a five. <laughs> Sorry, I got really excited. <laughs> I got really excited. Okay, if you succeed, go to 26J. 26J. After studying it, you realize that the long device is a steam powered blow up thrower. You can use it one time to make something blow up for 30 points of damage. Delighted with your look, you you pocket the item and continue to look around. Return to 122. So you also have a big capsule to the left, a glowing horseshoe magnet, other items in the nest, and the flying machine. A uh, big capsule to the left. Uh, As you know, the, yeah, yeah, we'll do that. We'll do yeah, that. 120C we've got. A shiny steel oblong-shaped tank clearly has something in it when you shake. Studying it carefully, you discover how to open the two halves. When you do so, a very shaken gnome falls out. He's alive, but seems to be more ticked off than relieved. It uh, was an illusion. Can't believe it. So it's all good. Uh, and I learned how to do my life's quest. An illusion, if I can be wrong, such a stupid thing. You finally quieted him enough to learn that he was indeed an illusion tester and yesterday got into this tank, convinced it was an illusion. When he found that it wasn't, he couldn't get out of the tank. And after a while, he felt the thing being picked up and flown for a while before being dropped here, where he's been ever since. Suddenly, you wonder how many objects and weapons you've picked up in Mount Nevermind that also are illusions. You'll ask if the gnome will go to the weapon holding area and test everything for you before the battle so that you won't get hurt. Just before the final battle, make sure you turn to 115i to find out if the gnome has helped you. I'll go back and choose something else then. Um, I'm going to choose... The flying machine, and then I'll probably leave here. That sounds like a good shout. So the flying machine is on uh, 144H. The gnome, flying suspended from his amazing wing, has been watching you ever since you came out onto the ledge, and he has swooped closer and closer. When you signal to him, he comes even closer, surprising you with the degree of control he has over the flying wing. <laughs> the gnome introduces himself as Danichi. Danichi, but it's Danichi, Danichi. Danichi. Uh, uh, and he's usually called Leonardo by his friends. He and a few others like him have had an agreement with the Griffin by which she lets them use the cliffs in pursuit of their life quest of gnome flight. Suddenly you have visions of yourself flying in, in one of the wings up and around attacking, attacking the dragons where you can single-handedly fight them in their own realm. Smiling, you ask, Did I learn to fly one of those things? It's a one gnome glider, so you have to prepare how to figure out how to fly one for yourself. I can show you how to get started, but you have to take it from there. You indicate that you're willing to try it, and Danichi uh, lands on a wider ledge behind you. He very quickly fits you into a harness, having only lengthened some of the straps to make it fit you. Turn to the gnomish machine figuring out charts. You've got to get <laughs> to C. You've got to get to C in order to fly the wing. If you do so, 121J. 10. Positive. Uh, the next time you are flung, everything works out fine. You Yay. go exactly where you need to go. Free fling. Sweet. Free fling. Another 10, another positive. A huge blast of steam pulls out from a vent in the rocks. and Oh, and does 10 points of damage to your enemy. Oh, well. Okay. That doesn't happen. Oh, fine. Right. Um, roll again. Three. I'm on B. 
You're on B. Nice work. Need to get onto six. Under six. Nine. It's a positive. You hear great news from the Gnomish Committee on Hunting. Weather conditions are terrible and will delay the attack of the Dragon Army by at least another day. You've gained another 24 hours. Ah, oh, very awesome. good. Very good. A nine is another positive. Another positive. You're racing through these positives. Yeah, but I can't get to C now. If I get to D, do I still count? I think I think so, because you've passed it, yeah. right? Yeah. I would yeah. say. Because yeah. right. no, otherwise you'd have to start over again. Yeah. I'm going to make that. it easy for you like that. Um, yeah, come on. Uh, you are getting used to your steam-powered armor now. So much so that, in fact, you've started tinkering it with yourself. You're able to add three points to it by changing gears around points. the drive system. Very cool. Under five. Under five. Come on. Three. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Nice. Uh, you succeeded. So yeah. 100, uh, 121J. You study the pulleys and levers and the way the gnome has positioned you in the sling below the wing. Then, confident, you step off the cliff. Immediately, it begins to drop and you see the cliffside rushing terrifyingly by. But then you pull a rope on the pulley and plummet changes to a glide, then to forward flight. And finally, you begin to climb. Happily, you discovered how to bank left and right to turn and to climb. By the time you land, you're in full control of the flying machine and you know you can use it in battle. It adds three points to your offense in the final battle. But for now, uh, give it to the gnomes in the store and return to 122. So yeah, you're uh, back on okay. the mountain ledge if you would like to continue or you could uh, go back to the gnome flinger. I think I'm done and I'm going to go back to gnome flinger and that is another day. It's two that days done. Day. It's two days done. But out of 21 now instead of 20. It's 21. So. Yeah, you've done really well. So yeah, I think we can leave it there for the moment and come back to it. So what did you make of that? It's something a bit different, no? Yeah, it's been a very long time since I've done a Choose Your Own Adventure. As I was saying to you yesterday uh, mm -hmm. when we were chatting, I haven't done one since I did a Goosebumps one yeah. very long ago. And I didn't do very well in that, I'll tell you that. But yeah, it's uh, it's, good. it's very intricate. There's so much. Mm -hmm. I didn't realise how many different... Like each, I thought every single page was just going to be a thing. I didn't know that every single one of those paragraphs is a different thing. It's a different thing and it moves around. And yeah, that figuring out sheet for Gnomish Machines, that's something special to this. Like that didn't have it in the other book that I was reading. No, I really like that. That's a really good little mini game. Okay. And yeah, we've not gone into fighting yet, but because the fighting is just like you said, it's roll, hit, roll, miss, just back and forth and, and beating each other up until you, one of you gets to zero. Yeah. Which is, oh, maybe we'll come to that then. But yeah, you've got a lot of benefits as well as some not great things as well. You're like, <laughs> I know, it's all, it's all evened itself out, I think. You'll spend it all in that one fight that comes up. but And, and you've got a dragon on your side as well. Yeah, exactly. I think it's going to be good. I think um, I feel with f plus five points of damage, defense in the final battle, and plus three to offense, I think I could already go to the final battle and win. Wow. Yeah, Queen of Darkness. Who who the hell is she, you know? Well, Hamilton, thank you so much for this. Um, obviously, we'll come back and, and do another session at some point. But in the meantime, where can we find you? What are you up to? What's happening with you, my friend? Oh my gosh, what am I doing? Uh, so, has the stripes. I have been busily making funky models. I um, have made a, I've made a load. I've done loads of kit bashing. Stupidly, haven't recorded it so I could show people how I've done all these crazy kit bashes. But there you go, that's me. I've done one. But I thought what would be nice uh, with this as a as just like I'm trying to figure out how to make the stats for these very unique characters for necromunda that i'm going to do a series of sort of live shows in a couple of weeks on my youtube channel where yeah. i go through just painting them as well as explaining how one might try and go about statting uh because in necromunda you can have outcast gangs which are these things where you can like homebrew your own things using their sort of tables very D D like it's very like the old school D D style of things so he's like build your own character so mm -hmm. yeah i'm going to be doing that and doing some painting mm -hmm. on top of that there'll be more of the actual tailor for gangers i'm going to be having a yeah. chat on thursday with some people for that so if you're interested in that you'll find that in a couple of weeks time coming out other than that i feel oh i finished editing to a point on bowie's which i think confidently i could say is going to be coming out in October so Whoa. I'm Ooh, quite shit. excited about that it's been a year since we started incredible so, so it's taken that time but it is Absolutely I, like, I feel better it. that I talked to the Oxventure uh, editor who said they're a year ahead of themselves as well so I'm like mm. oh okay so that's fine yeah, <laughs> sneaky peek by the way I don't know if that's actually <laughs> I don't know if I meant to share that but um things take this amount of time you think of tv shows they take a long time to produce so maybe yeah. that's 
maybe it's okay. Uh, so yeah, so that's that's everything for me. But where in your life are you, Fiona? Wow, deep, 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 deep. Uh, yeah, so my name is Fiona. I run the Water My Rolling podcast, which is a twice monthly RPG one-shot podcast. As always, it's going very well. We're currently going through our flabbergasted series with said editor of Oxventure as well, um, or a producer or, or, or whatever they, they like to call themselves, um, with Realms, which is very exciting. We've got uh, an interview coming out as well with Charlie Mendez, uh, who is of Parable Games, which is exciting. And I'm just editing stuff to go with that as always i'm doing improv stuff i'm still streaming at time recording aliens which is good possibly doing some more streams towards december which is also very good and yep just ticking along slightly also, just... if anyone's gonna be at mcm in october i hear that i'm doing a podcast with none other than ttrpg's rising star fiona how, how art. art yes indeed <laughs> how art yes. now <laughs> how art thou indeed yes so i am delighted to announce that i yeah i'm part of a um, I think it's a one shot of yeah. various people doing stuff with uh, playing a Grant Howitt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we can't can't be in the same room at the same time, but that's uh... a. <laughs> He's always watching. He's always watching. Uh, yes, but uh, Liv uh, from Dicebreaker is hosting uh, us, me, and a couple of other people who are part of the tabletop RPG scene. And we're playing a game of Sexy Battle Wizards, which will be yeah. super fun. I've not actually played that uh, that one, so I'm going to have to have a quick look and come up with a very cool concept that Ed will remember me for, and that I take over the whole thing. Uh, no, no, but I'm really looking forward to it. My gosh, that was, there was basically Fiona Howart. Howart. Yeah, who is that Howart person? But as well, we've got obviously our friends. Uh, Backwater Bastards they're doing a few things as well we'll be there mm, uh, throughout the whole weekend it'll be really fun and yeah really looking forward to it it's going to be yeah, it's, um, it's going to be a really fun end of October which is several yeah. weeks away for us just now yeah it's not long though it will come by very quickly I think it's only about six weeks away so, oh don't you know. do that oh. I know I've got to start thinking about getting things printed and some yeah. t-shirts maybe I've got yeah. some ideas because I want to get that I want to get the, uh, the, oh, the Grumble Grumble t-shirt the Grumble Grumbles and, yeah so there may um, be merch if you want if anyone I'll probably get one spare and if one person comes up to us knowing this knowing what saying it is. the secret password which yeah. you can guess by you can guess what it is if you've listened to our show. Well, see you on the flip side. That's all it's yeah, going to be. Exactly. <laughs> because the owner, mm. I'm going to put something on the back of that T-shirt. Do you know what I mean? Because obviously yeah. on the front's going to be the picture. And on yeah. the back, there might be... You can guess what the saying is on the back of the T-shirt. You can have the free T-shirt. How about that? There you go. Uh, wow. Wow. All right. Well, you heard it here first. Uh, definitely definitely hold us to that when we when you meet us at the con. That's a... Yeah, exactly. Brilliant. Oh, thank you so much. And thank you so much for everyone who's been listening. Uh, yeah, we'll be back with this. We'll see if um, Rye the Baker can get through this mount. Never mind. Uh... I think Rye's doing very well. I think Rye's, uh, Rye's going to get very cocky now and it's going to all go wrong. That's yeah. where I think. Oh, no, it all went wrong. Uh, but until next time, folks, thank you so much, and we will see, we'll see you, you on the on flip side. side. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>